welcome to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I'm Shelley Qualtera, your host. This podcast was created for you, the woman who wants more in her life, for her family, and in her relationships. We're going to spend time creating inspiration and motivation while providing you with tangible, practical strategies and tools for your life to find greater happiness, love, and fulfillment. I will provide you with real-life takeaways that have you not only thinking about, but taking action to create your fiercely fabulous life. Now let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Well, teenagers, oh my gosh, how many of you have them? I know I have a couple of them in my house right now. One definite and the other, well, very close running, but mostly behaves like a teenager. So let's talk about these teenage years and how challenging it can be, not just for us as the parents, but for our adolescents, for our kids. Teen years are hard, they're challenging, they're stressful, And this is really a time when there is increased conflict with our children, going from being those cuddly little, you know, toddlers and and young tweens who still want to connect with us to them just being what we believe and feel is defiant and challenging and negative and argumentative and disorganized and disrespectful. Any of you feeling me there? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So... When we're thinking about parenting teenagers, um, sometimes we have set out or preset certain expectations for them. So setting boundaries and rules like you need to complete your homework, you need to help with chores, we need to have things that are organized. Sometimes they need more reminders than we would care to believe. Oh my gosh, sometimes they just it's overwhelming how many reminders they may need so when we're repeatedly asking them to do something um, sometimes it's because they are disinterested in doing the task at hand sometimes they are unable to do it sometimes when we are constantly asking them they say to us i'll get to it just stop nagging at me and then this ensues to be a lecture or yelling or punishment for our teens Um, And then they respond with more negativity and anger. And so the cycle continues and the more disconnected we become with our kids, right? So sometimes when we're thinking about how do we connect with our kids, you know, engaging with them through yelling or screaming or arguing or threats and not following through with them is definitely going to be a downfall for us because they are just going to think we don't mean business when we do sometimes, having a whatever attitude for them because we as parents are not following through on what we need to do to be able to set boundaries and rules um, specifically, as well as how we are setting the tone for engagement and connection with our kids has a huge impact. We're the mirror. Whatever we do, say, how we react, engage, and um, have conversations with them, they just mirror often back to us in how we do that. So What can we do differently? We need to think about how are we being with our communication and connection? Are we being clear and are we being consistent? Are we being really explicit in rules, expectations, what's needed in and around the house for each of them? Are we focusing everything on reward or everything on consequence? Is there a balance between that? Because 
we get rewarded for going to work with a paycheck. We get consequenced if we don't do necessarily our, our work. So when we think about reward and consequence, there are those in all aspects of life. School, with teachers and kids and classes, as employees, there's, you know, rewards and consequences for us doing our jobs. So think about, you know, sports teams, there's rewards and consequences for, you know, showing up and doing the training and winning the games or not. So it's part of the way that the world works. So we can build this into our homes as well. And being also able to set aside times where we can really have calm, healthy discussions with our teens um, as we need to because they need to understand and have some reasoning and rationale behind why things are happening sometime. So setting aside time when a disagreement has happened for us to be able to really have a good conversation at a calm time with them. So I'm going to provide you with some strategies and skills and ideas to be able to take away to use with your teen to create greater connection. So when we're thinking about things such as discipline um, and consequences for our kids, are you being too strict or too lenient? How are you using problem solving or getting them to use problem solving skills to be able to negotiate and navigate with your teen to get their input? For them to take responsibility, what strategy are you using to be able to evaluate what has happened in the scenario to try something new, to try something different? Also, sometimes in these moments, like maybe we've had a bad day or we have been on repeat with our kids and we're like, ah, why are they just not listening? I know this happens in my house all the time or like they just say that they didn't hear it. I don't know. Oh my gosh what is up with these teens? (laughs) Their ears don't work some days. It's kind of funny. But if we're feeling frustrated or annoyed with them, try and stay calm when we're upset. But try to listen to them more than speaking at them. Make your point, move on, and then come back to that place of when we're calm, when we're able, we're going to have this conversation to think about and discuss what could be the reward or the consequence for this. Maybe it was my bad behavior, not your bad behavior. Um, So thinking a little bit about, about how you do that with your team. Teaming up, and what I mean by that is we're a team with our families. Our kids are part of our team. It's not an us versus them. We all play for the same team. But when we're thinking about discipline, when we're thinking about enforceable consequences, how are we doing that? Who are we having the conversations with? Are we discussing that with our partner? Are we just putting consequences in place and forgetting to tell anybody about them? Are we discussing them with our teen or our children? So everybody needs to know what's on the playing field because we can't play the game or have the consequence or expect things to happen in relation to what boundaries or expectations or connections we have at home if if we're the only ones living with them and we haven't voiced them to anybody else. Spend some time identifying what matters most. What issues are the non-negotiables in your house and which issues are the ones that there are discussions and expectations for people to be able to 
put their input in. So what are those non-negotiables in your house? Think about how you want to connect with your kids in relation to giving responses. It's okay to tell your teen, I'm not quite sure at this point, I need to think about it and come back to you with an answer. I want to think about what your idea is. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to process what it is you're telling me that you want to be able to do and I'm going to come back to you and then be very clear on when you are going to come back to them because if they say I want to go to the barbecue or the party or the get together on Saturday night and you're like "Mm, no well why they're going to ask those questions and if you want them to start developing Uh, more in-depth thinking and more of a process about how to ask for certain things then you need to be that real guide for them in that so if they come to you and they say I want to go to the barbecue on Friday night with my friends well tell me a little bit more about it I want to hear more about it before you give an answer and then potentially you still need some time to think about it Maybe you ask them, well, what time does it start? What time does it end? Who's going to be there? Are there going to be parents home? What's the plan? What are you going to be doing? And those sorts of things. And let them know you'll think about it. As well, being really open and transparent about, is there going to be alcohol there? Are there going to be drugs there? Don't be naive in thinking that your kids are going to parties potentially where these things are not showing up. So having some conversations with them about that. And make sure you commit to coming back to that conversation with them. Now, you know what? Sometimes we set rules or expectations just for setting rules or expectations. So if it's something minor, maybe you don't need to be such a a brute maybe about the scenario. (laughs) Maybe you can let it go. Some minor things about if their room is clean or not. Unless there's like mold growing and dirty dishes and bugs coming out of it, let them have their room be a mess. Close the door. Maybe that's something minor you don't need to be digging in around. So think about what are some of the minor issues. You don't need to complain or nag your teen about everything. They're trying to figure out how to be these growing humans rather than these little humans. They need some autonomy. Sometimes we need to think a little bit more about how we're connecting with our teens. What's going on in their world? How are you having conversations with them? Are you merely asking them the questions about how was your day? Fine. And then you're saying that, well, they don't really talk to me about anything. Are you spending time truly getting to know them? Are you watching the shows that, you know, they're interested in? Uh, the anime that you're like oh my gosh this is the worst show ever but they totally love it sit down and learn a little bit more about it with them if they're into you know looking up stocks and bonds learn more about it even if it's not your interest it's their interest and if you want to get to know your teen then get to know what their interests are and spend time committed to doing that with them and when you're doing that be present You guys do not know how many times I have in my office families who are saying, I can't connect with my teen. They're, you know, they're disengaged or, you know, these things that are going on. However, then the teen says, well, when I'm trying to talk with you, you're on your phone. Oh my gosh. Seriously, take a look at your screen time. See how much time you're actually spending connecting with the people in your world and how distracted you are. So be 
present, show up, look them in the eye, sit with them, be engaged with what they care about and be positive about it. It may not be what you love or you're interested in, but be and try to resist the temptation to talk negatively about what they love and enjoy. Be curious be wondering about what it is, what they love, what they're doing, and how they want to engage um, with these different things in their worlds. So really be present, show up, be positive, be compassionate, but have boundaries. What I mean by that is teens, like everyone else, do not like to be criticized. Sometimes, let's be honest, they can be disorganized, impulsive, forgetful, but typically this is not intentional and purposeful behavior. So try to avoid making excuses for them, but be and set some boundaries with them around what you would like to see. If they are really impulsive, maybe work with them around taking a pause and thinking about before they act. Maybe that means writing it down. Maybe that means having a drink of water before they make a decision. But be compassionate with them. Their disorganization, impulsivity, and forgetfulness is part of being a teenager. Think back to when you were that age and that stage of life. It's just part of it. They will grow out of it. But this is where you get to do learning, teaching right in the moment with them. Sometimes it helps with our teens to be concrete and just one step ahead of them when we need to be. So if we're concrete for things like what consequences are, what basic rules are, what expectations are around the house, such as using the car or curfew or having friends around, treating their siblings in certain ways, the use of drugs or alcohol. Be concrete about what your expectations are, but also ensure, again, going back to having a conversation with them. Let them be part of the rule and boundary and expectation setting because where they're part of it, it's going to be a lot more buy-in. If they're being told the way things are going to go, the buy-in is going to be way less and you're just going to end up more frustrated and annoyed with them. Where you have these conversations and let them be part of the scenario, well, then there's going to be more buy-in and they're more likely to follow the rules. And what I mean by being one step ahead of them is being proactive and anticipating where problems might arise or where mistakes might happen. Be constructive in how you help them to understand those. So if we know they haven't studied for their final exams and they're, you know, thinking that they're going to get this stellar grade, well, be preemptive in knowing that they may come home with a really bad mark or they're going out with a group of friends and it's been a little bit unhealthy in relation to how they've been connecting with their friends like the friendships haven't been in the best place well anticipate they may come home a little bit upset agitated annoyed and angry and that's not intentional towards you but they need some support in different ways when we're talking about how our kids engage and how they connect well mamas and papas this goes back to you 
they know and understand and engage and interact with how they're taught. So practicing social interactions and developing social skills within your family of how to have conversations, how to listen, how to not interrupt, how to maintain a conversation and express feelings in a healthy way and share things comes from home. This is learned from our families. Schools don't necessarily teach this. Our kids spend so much time with us. We're the ones who teach them how to engage and how to socialize with others. So take a look at yourself and how you're doing this because this is going to be really helpful to them. You know, for example, in my house, we always talk about the art. So when we talk about the art of conversation in our house, that really means when someone asks you a question, you ask them a question back. When someone wants to engage in a discussion around, you know, rules, expectations, funny TV shows, we go in a back and forth ping pong kind of emotion. So we do have kind of funny conversations at home about the art of conversation and we get our kids to practice this all the time. So when you're thinking about, you know, engaging with your kids over this next month, when conflict shows up, when challenges show up, when there are things that are making you feeling annoyed and frustrated, I want you to come back to this and think a little bit about how am I impacting this situation? How do I want to respond? How do I want my team to respond? What am I teaching them in the way that I'm doing this? And how do I want them to leave my home in the next few years and be this productive, engaged, connected, social, present adult um, that is able to understand rules, expectations, consistency, and leans on more of the healthy tools rather than tools of conflict. Well, my friends, would love to hear your thoughts and let me know if you found this episode helpful. Please pop on to any of my socials, follow me, and would love if you could rate my podcast and share it with anyone that you think could benefit. Have a great day. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. Please be sure to share with any woman in your life that needs more. Have a great day and see you soon.